So Danny. Hello. Jordan. Hello. How do you see know each other? Basically, uh, we were all flown out by Armani, Armani Beauty. We all went to Venice together. God, this does feel good with this mic. Sorry, you guys, <laughs> you have to subscribe to the Patreon if you want to see this mic. It's brilliant. Yes, yeah, so we had a trip in September, I want to say. All the way out to Venice for the film festival. When we arrived on the first night, we got piled in with you. I know. So we'd never met previously to that. And then we just basically hung around for two, three days on an island which used to be an ex-women's mental asylum in a floating hotel, a floatel, if you will, in Venice. Great place to make friends. <laughs> I, th- I, think for, I think for me, like, going on them trips is nice because you're out your comfort zone anyway. And then when I rock up on my own, I'm always like, oh, I like the, the unknown. What's going to happen? Who's going to be there? I'm even going to get on with these people. Da, da, da. Yeah. And we just started chatting straight away and it was nice to have someone from up north. Exactly. I mean? like connect with people. Sorry, Jordan. I know I'm not trying to leave you out here. Because there's no there's no one more southern than you that I know. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I feel like we just we just got on well, and it, I was leaving it, and I was like, "Yo, this I found a I found a brother here. I found a Isn't guy it? here that I'm gonna I'm gonna chill with in the future." So. Well, that's it. I think talking about up north. Let's take it back. You're from Manny. I am. You were modelling. Yep. Face of JD. <sighs> yeah, yeah. All that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was your style saying back then? You know, know what? We're, we're talking about 2016, started modelling. Yeah, yeah, 2016. So, like, when I was growing up, I, I was very sporty. So, all I wore was Nike track suits. That was all I wore, innit? So Nike I already does. Pr- Nike. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. Because I, I love the TN, bro. That was my favourite shoe. Yeah, I've got I loads suppose. of them now. I'd um, have thought, especially with it being Manchester and you're into football, it'd be a lot of, like, casual scene. But we'll get onto that in later. Yeah, we will. Started modelling for JD, and, like, for me growing up, that, although I was, like, really discovering, like, hype fashion back in then, like, early 2010s, da-da-da-da-da. Talk like, us JD, through it. for me, was, like, dream date. What was a hype fashion? Day. What was my hype fashion? I loved Supreme. I think oh, Supreme right, yeah. was one of my favourites. But just, like, the collabs, like, the Sean Wolverspoon Nike collabs. I saw someone wearing those other day with no socks on, and it really fucking bummed me out. Yeah, that's rude. <laughs> that. Do you mean, like, the yellow ones? The yellow yeah, people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still won that shoe now, man. Yeah. I like that shoe. They were sick, and everyone was like, oh, the corduroy, they're going to be great when they're patinaed, and, like, they're a bit battered, the worn in, they're going to age really well. And then now you see people in them, and you're like, you should probably throw them away now. They're a bit yeah, like yeah, they yeah, look. Yeah. They can look a bit grubby, especially the yellow side of them. I'm sure if they wore in nicely, they'd, they'd look all right. Yeah, yeah, but instead, yeah. when they start to get a bit misshapen, it it doesn't hold as well as potentially what we thought. So, how did you become a model? Were you scouted? Yeah, like so. Like, basically, like my ex at the time, the girl that I was with from uni, she was doing like um, fashion communication at uni or a fashion something to fashion, digital fashion or whatever. And she had this online magazine, and she was like, "Oh, Jordan, I'm shooting my dissertation." Um, I need some models to shoot. Can I shoot you? So I was like, all right, Sam, whatever. So I put a little Nike tracksuit on. She takes some pictures <laughs> of me, sends them over. I'm like, oh, the pictures are pretty hard, you know? So I just uploaded them to, um, to my Instagram just as, do you know what I mean? I don't know why I did it, mate. Yeah. I just thought, bun it. I, just, I had like 50 followers or whatever. I didn't care. <laughs> so I wha- whacked them on and then uh, put them on. 19,000 hashtags. Yeah. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Just put them on, bro. And I got messaged off a modeling agency like, oh, I think you've got potential, da, 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 do you want to come in? And at this time, I was working in uh, financial services. I think I've told you, innit? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I graduated junior with a sports management degree because I always loved sports as a kid. And then when I left, I was emailing Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, because they'd just um, set up an office in, Ma- in Manchester at the time. Couldn't Sick. get a job anywhere. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I did my work experience in Taiwan at a sports club volunteering. But I just could not get a job in sports for the life of me. I was like, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. oh, it's long, bro. So, like in 2015, I went. I I was close with one of my tutors. She had links to Taiwan, so I went over to Taiwan and volunteered at a sports club teaching Taiwanese kids, um, like soccer, um, some American sports, basketball, baseball, cricket, and all of them. So I did that for three months in Taiwan. 
Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end of the bit, I with a few, there was a few of us. We all organised like a sports day for all the Taiwanese kids. And, like just like brought in like caterers, like put on a full on event. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Which was amazing. good. It was kind of like it's kind of like business studies as well because a lot of like negotiation, organisation, finance comes into that, which covered my whole degree. So really? I did that, and I, all I wanted to do was work in sports in some capacity because I grew up in sports. Like all, all my all my family love sports. Like my little brother plays football. I played football and all of that. I just couldn't get a job in sports when I left uni. Like the only job I could get was for Aviva, and like I was literally just working on that online investment platform. So let's say you have two million quid, and you say, "Oh look, Jordan. Oh look, jo- look, look, Jordan. <laughs> Sorry, look, Jordan." And he's a financial advisor. He would come and use my platform at Aviva to invest your money. So he was like sort of like the oh, third party right, for him yeah. to invest in stocks and shares. So I did that for and drove every day to Sheffield. Like for like a year. Money to share? Yeah, because it's the only job I could get. Snakes yeah. pass though. Yeah, yeah, it was a beautiful. Great road. Beautiful. Great like road. a little Renault Clio just about making oh, it over. Yeah, it was cracking. unreal. Um, and then I got the same job, but in Manchester. And then that's when I got offered to do modeling when I was doing that. So at this point, I was like 21, 22. I was earning really good money, you know. Like I was happy, but I wasn't, I was yeah. sort of like just getting it done, living for the weekend, yeah. spending everything that I earned. And then when this came, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give it a pop. So literally on the, on the day, I went into work on a, like a Friday and I got my laptop out to send some pictures over to the agency da, 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 da. agent like gives me a little bit of an earful so i'm like you know what bum this i'll just i was like i'm leaving so i just got off quit my job tried to do modeling da, 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 and like obviously i had no money at this point because i just quit my job i didn't really think but i ended up just doing like little promo jobs spent it like, on catering in taiwan <laughs> no, did like little promo jobs like coca-cola worked for GoPro, gopro for a bit worked in selfridges selling lg tv so i could make enough to sort of fill my car up while i was going to castings da, 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 da. and then luckily after about maybe six months i booked a job for jd and then it ended up just working out like i was there quite a lot and then yeah and working out that first time we saw you, you showed yeah. us a photo and we were like, you slimmed down a bit from them yeah, days. Yeah, I don't mean sure. like a chubby Jordan. I'm yeah. talking about a wham Jordan. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you were a bit of a gym bro back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I just love, because I always did sports when I was a kid. I think I just loved that element of being in a routine, especially when I had a full-time job. Like routine just kept me, every, kept me on the straight and narrow. Do you know what I mean? And I also felt like as long as I did what I needed to in the week, weekend, I'll do whatever I want. Yeah. Um, but also as I started to um, like explore different eras of fashion, like 80s, 90s, a lot of the clothes of women's wear what I wanted to get in. So like me being bulky and trying to fit in like high fashion clothes didn't work. Not, not Dennis then, Rodman. More recently, yeah. more recently, yeah. Over the years, yeah, yeah. So that's when I think I've trimmed down. I think I've maybe lost like ten kilograms now. But I feel Bloody well hell. more agile than that. Like yeah. it's much better, bro. God, I'm fucking sixty five piss wet through, and I wish I felt agile. So what was it like growing up in Manchester as well? Because obviously it's very different to being in London, but it's also very different to being in Driffield. Was there like a bit of a scene going about? Like, was it a fashion scene? Was it mainly sports? Like, what were you kind of doing at that time? Like you're saying about playing sports, but also into fashion. Did you want a career in fashion or in sports? Ooh, I think the, the thing is about fashion, sports and music, I think they all cross over into fashion. So what, what, I, th- what I think about Manchester is that like, there's loads of different cultures in different pockets of Manchester. So for instance, I grew up in an area where all my friends play sports, but then I went to college and then uh, made friends with like the indie boys and they was into like rock music and, and stuff like that. So then I started to get inspired by them and then they introduced me to brands like Converse, Van, da, 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 do you know what I mean? So then you just start, I feel like Manchester's a place where it's got loads of different cultures, loads of different people that are interested in different types of music and different types of fashion sports and then like taking inspiration from being in them little circles sort of just gives you a good insight into everything yeah i I feel like it has got deep roots in everything which is great as well it's not just completely just surface level stuff like manchester is the home of a lot of culture speaking of which how many stone islands do you own (laughs) 
How many Stone Islands? Yeah. Oh, now were, you know. Were you into that kind of casual scene at any point? Like, did you escape that Manchester? Uh, Basically, Danny's style. begging for you to say you wear Stone Island and Sambas, and he's got a problem. No, I'm bloody begging for him to say, no, I don't wear any. Do you want the rest of them? <laughs> nah, I don't, you know. I probably have a, I have a few Stone Island pieces, but nah, I couldn't. You know what? To be honest with you, I couldn't really afford it back in the day, bro. Yeah. I can't lie. Yeah. That, that was expensive, man. You talked about, like, you infiltrating the different scenes and different people. Is this where you started to create? create your little manny gang that you've all decided to descend on London. So like Nathan, Regan, Joseph, you know, people that people probably follow on Instagram as well. Is, yeah, did yeah, you meet yeah. these around this time? Uh, I met Nathan at JD when we was like, I was must have been 20 years this old. This is and he was Curly Nathan. Yeah, Curly, not, yeah, 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 yeah. So we already knew each other and I was sort of just like, just come into it. So I was, you know what I mean? Do my own thing. So we were, we were friends, but again, I was single. He wasn't single, so he very much didn't really go out much at social places. He'd just go to work and go home. So it was kind of like we'd be sat on the sofa at JD chilling <laughs> and like we'd be talking. And, and I sort of knew like, one, like there'll come a day where we're both just chilling <laughs> with each other in each other's lives. But like right no, it just wasn't the timing, yeah. but we always got on well. And then after that, I moved to London. I've lived in London for four years now, and I think he only moved to London last year. So until he moved to London, we didn't really hang out properly. And then for the whole of last year, we hang out fully. But then with, with Regan and Joe, like, I became friends with Regan because we've got quite a lot of mutual friends and he played football as well for the same club that I did. So I met him when he was first starting. Were you quite good then? Because I swear Regan was really high level, wasn't he? he was play- yeah, he played for Berry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you as well? Yeah, back in the day, back in the day. Come on, yeah. well done. Got injured, didn't I? Ah, oh, that old chestnut. <laughs> so yeah, no, I did all right. With Manchester, I feel like, obviously it's big enough that there's a lot going on, but it's also the right size where most people who are cool, you'll have some sort of tie to them. Like, I went to school with one of Regan's good friends. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, and then Joe I met on a JD job as well, so I feel like JD was just the start of everything. There you go. Well, speaking of you moving to London, did you have far to travel to get here today? No, mate. I literally walked two steps out my front door. <laughs> we need to tell everyone this story. So imagine, I've lived in London four years. I've lived in Shoreditch when I first moved here in lockdown, and then I was like, this is way too expensive. I'm moving out of London. So I moved to Essex for a couple of years, got like a bigger house, got a dog or whatever, and then I was like, what am I doing here? I'm, I'm got not, teeth whitening, Audi TT. Something like that. <laughs> and then I was like, I need to move back to London. So imagine me and you meet each other in summer and Jordan meet each other in summer we have a great time life gets busy when you're doing what we're doing so we didn't even really speak too much like here and there on Instagram or whatever yeah. I pull up and I've, I, I hire this um, like moving service to like follow me and move all my stuff in I pull up I reverse on the drive I literally yeah I open my door Danny's out there on the phone I literally open the door and went no way <laughs> <laughs> so my side of this was so fucking bizarre I literally um, so to get into our building there's two gates it's like a gate and then a door so someone buzzed the gate and then the door so I thought this is quite weird like I'm not really expecting anyone and then I waited like two minutes I was like there's no knock at my door I'll just go open my door and there was just a random bloke stood there I thought this is bizarre and he's like alright mate sorry about that um, I'm moving someone in today but the landlord gave me a, uh, a key to the door but not the fob to get into the building ah. so I was like yeah, yeah, no worries. And I shut the door. Anyway, about like an hour passes or two hour passes. And I just thought, oh, I'm just going to order some food from like Zap. Just get like a little delivery of whatever. I go down to collect it. And I just say, uh, <laughs> yes, bro. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a money accent? That's still a Yorkshire accent. <laughs> I was like, no way. I, I was like, because I saw you with your boot open. I was like, I was like, you're not moving in, are you? You're like, yeah, bro. Do you live here? I was like, are you moving into flat four, uh, uh, flat five? All right, don't, wait, give, wait, don't, give, don't give him the postcode. I mean, I'm not giving the address because otherwise you can obviously just guess that I live next door to you. <laughs> so they'll know where I live as well. Cool. I mean, I was like, 
fuck's sake, he's like, what, are you in the same building? I was like, I'm on the same fucking floor. I'm your next door neighbour. You're like, no way. I was Crazy. like, fucking hell. So then um, you live next door yeah, to me. That's so nuts. And we always bump into each other at the funniest of times. Like, I know. Probably, probably times we probably can't mention. Oh, my God. Too, too much on a podcast. But it always seems to be first. It always seems to be first thing in the morning. Why is that? It's always the first thing in the morning after a night out. Yeah. You've definitely seen me and partners probably not in the best light <laughs> and yeah so i think the big you know there's some soft launches going on the, the hard launch of you two being neighbors came when you got a sofa delivered <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i actually bought that sofa off um, joe and parisa in it because i needed oh a, no way yeah yeah because i needed a sofa and like uh, literally the lead times were like because like when i moved house like i was looking to move house but i didn't know when it was so i had no warning i was waiting until i found one that i actually liked in it Found one that I liked, and it was like moving date. It was like next week. I didn't have, a, I didn't have nothing, bro. <laughs> and is that this one? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I didn't have nothing. Yeah, bought it off Joe and Parisa, and I didn't even think how am I going to get it into the apartment. So I, I get it down, and I can't even lift it up the stairs. So it's literally because I've been traveling Should've a lot. Kept that muscle on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it didn't fit through the door, bro. Like I'm knocking on flat one's door. Like, oh, can I put my sofa into yours so I can try and get it around the clock? We tried everything. Just yeah, didn't, couldn't, couldn't get it up. So it was downstairs for about a month, I think. And then, yeah, do you remember, yeah. Do you remember it being there? Yeah, because I couldn't remember. I didn't know every time I passed it I didn't know if it was someone getting rid of a sofa yeah no I was because obviously to... it just sat there and I was like oh is it just waiting for collection or what but yeah and then dedicated a day to try and get it up and the only way was to carry it outside tie some string to it and try and pull it on bear in mind I live on the second floor and try and pull it up with some <laughs> string onto my balcony and through the patio doors we are not talking some like safety rope we are literally talking <laughs> string round regular string wound around it about five or six times <laughs> yeah. the rope burn was incredible I was sat in my fucking joggers and jumper sat Warzone had just come out Warzone 2 had just come out I sat down I loaded into my first game and I get a knock at the door being like try and give me time with that sofa hi neighbour Trying to make sure my Warzone's not going off. I missed it, by the way. So my first one, was a, first one was a loss. And yeah, I went through and it was uh, me, you, Nath, and a random neighbour. Yeah, yeah, a neighbour. And how did the neighbour come about? Literally, I was on my balcony trying to pull it up and he's doing like bicep curls on his balcony and that. I said, mate, I need you. Come up here now. Yesterday, firstly, happy birthday. It was your birthday oh, yesterday. Thank you very much, bro. But, happy birthday you know, yesterday. 23. You're a good friend, handsome Nathan. Yes. you live with free under the bus a little bit and I think we need to get back to this <laughs> yeah, he posted a photo of you wearing uh, Louboutins and ripped skinny jeans and I do feel this was your uniform for a bit the skinniest of jeans yeah yeah. so man. what was going through your head so skinny your legs had managed to rip through them apparently incredible <laughs> 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 Your yours wouldn't <laughs> I'm off <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this was your style. Was it like something you were following on a trend basis or were you like, oh no, this is actually what I like now? Where were you getting that uh, The way you approach fashion now is very different. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. So this is half a part, but actually a real question. No, I think for me, obviously it was 2017. It was just sort of, I didn't have a lot of knowledge or, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where were you shopping at this time? Was it kind of one of those shops where it's like, I'm going to check the price and be like, this is... Like expensive, so it must be quite sick. Or was it very much just like this is just cool? Like I have someone who's like an inspiration that I think, yeah, fuck it. Fam, no one inspired me to dress like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think them times I was sort of in 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 the transition of working full time. Do you know what I mean? Being quite limited to a what I can do when I'm not in work and b financially. 
to like I've just I'd just shop in like just high just shop on the high street. But then specifically, what is the high street in Manchester? Well, like, yeah, Andale, like Zara, I've never been Zara, Top Man, and all that. Let's go no. into the shoes. I know you're talking about the shoes specifically, the orange Louboutins. <laughs> the so like, salmon. <laughs> like the, uh... <laughs> so when it was 2018, I went to LA for like two months to, to try out modeling there. I started uh, modeling full time. So, you know, my paychecks were like coming in or whatever. I went vintage shopping, shop called Wasteland on Melrose. And yeah. I saw those orange loops oh, and sick. I thought no one had had them before. And that's the time the when like, all, like a lot of my friends were footballers. So I was sort of in that footballer scene, like footballer drip thing. Yeah. So that's why I bought I mean, I wore them. But I think to answer your question, I think like the majority of my friends were footballers. Yeah. So you sort of like are a byproduct of who you spend your time with. Of course, so that's yeah. just what the circles that I was in. Not even big, I didn't think, I, I don't think I really, oh yeah, I did wear a big Yeah, yeah I've, I've seen you with your- uh, <laughs> All right, you've done your research. Because <laughs> I think that's the thing though, you start earning money and some people equate money to like good, good essentially. So you go, I go into Selfridges, this costs a lot of money, therefore it must be fashionable. Do you know what I mean? Like people's yeah. Well, that's how that's footballers. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. But like, at what stage did you start going? I'm going to try something different. And I suppose like even like the Louboutins, that was you going. I'm going to try something different. Did yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Whether something works or not, that is you going. I don't think anyone else is wearing this. I'm going to give it a go and see what happens. Yeah, the, the way that I, I always describe a fashion is I've always known what I like. For instance, like I've never seen anyone in them colour Louboutins before. So that's why I liked them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of gone from the transition from that into sort of like, I think the moment where it really switches when I went from being a full-time model where I was turning up to shoots and I really took an interest on how sets were created, how you'd have a movement director that created different storylines within a shoot or how a stylist would put clothes on me or how a photographer would shoot me. I really took an interest in that and enjoyed that element of shooting, which brought a lot of interest and kind of developed my, my passion into shooting editorial-like content and in fashion. And then when I think my job switched from being a full-time model to having a platform and becoming and you know, being an influencer slash content creator, that is when I was really like, okay, I'm gonna use this genuine passion and interest that I've got on experiencing shoots in Manchester at JD, along with my passion in fashion and try and create my own stuff in my own style based yeah. on what I enjoy doing and the eye that I have, not only for, the, only for the pieces that I have on my body, but also for the way that I create shots because I found that much more fulfilling than just turning up to a shoot and being paid a, a fee for someone to put clothes on me and to be told what I wanna do. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's where it came from. And then when that switch happened, I just really started enjoying it. And that's what, like, I just enjoyed putting content out. Like, I take so much content and I try to post it all. It's because what, what I post today, in two weeks, I might think that's whack that. But <laughs> I, I've, I, I've tried to document as much as my journey so that people can Sick. see the whole thing because everything that I've done or everything that I've been through has been me. I've not got a stylist. I don't have a team telling me what to do. No one's written my path and said, you need to do this, this, this to get here, here, here. It's all <laughs> been, my life. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's just been all me and like, what? I've experienced and developed as my experience in the industry's happened. So I've tried to just post all of it. Well, and I guess, I guess touching on you saying like you might find something whack in the past before we go fully into like the present with your style like evolution mm. to wrap up the past, what would be the most embarrassing outfit you've worn or trend you've been part of? The football era, what we yeah. spoke about, my in-between era of like just shopping high street because that's all I could afford to maybe having the resources to be able to shop a little bit luxury and feeling the pressures because of the people around me that were earning a lot of money and was wearing that. I'd say that was my most confused part. But again, when I had more time that I wasn't thinking about finance, I could really like get my teeth dug into fashion while keeping my, my, my streetwear roots. So like even now, I think you can still see in certain things that I wear with the luxury brands that I, I like to work with, Louis Vuitton, Balmain, 
Valentino that I've still got that them streetwear roots in me. It's just I've got more of a elevated and developed fashion and passion in fashion now. More. I hate passion, man. It's I hate saying. <laughs> yeah, I know, like, I know. You're like, oh, I fucking need something else to say. Know, but yeah, yeah, no, it's, you know what I'm saying. Well, was the one outfit in particular where you were really like feeling yourself, where you look back and now it's like. Ooh. The picture what Baxter wrote. I thought <laughs> it looked it? amazing, fam. I had a low fade with a high top that was boxed like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Don't get the picture wrong. I know what you're going to do. I had a flower shirt on, the skinniest of jeans Where ever. Was that you could see the outline from? of my, you know what. <laughs> I, had, I had orange Lebuons on. Where's the flower shirt from? Yeah. I think it was ASOS, you know. Big up ASOS, by the way. Yeah. Guess. And then the jeans? Now. Huh? And the, the jeans? jeans? I don't know, bro. Because I didn't know if it was one of those. It's like something. Yeah. yeah, at that time, I didn't know if it'd be one of those. It's like, well, I think they were my mate's jeans. You know, I don't think they were mine. Mate's sister. <laughs> so look, <laughs> what I find interesting is, you know, you look back then and we're all having a laugh about that style. But you're like, those people who are your friends and they're still your friends now. Did they now take the piss out of you for the way you dress? Or are they like, George, can you tell me which one should I buy out of nah, this No, because stuff? it was all relative. It was all relative at the time, do you know what I mean? So at the time, like, I thought it looked cool, but oh, like... Oh, no, now, like, the way you dress oh. now, are they like your, your mates who are like, you know, they're footballers and stuff? Are yeah, they like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, George, what are you wearing? Or they're like, George, which shirt should I buy? Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. They definitely, they definitely respect what I'm doing now. Okay, and nice. like, ask me for advice on that. But I think what it is, and I think it's... Like for men, like back in them days, there wasn't really people, social media wasn't what it is now anyway. Yeah, so there wasn't, there wasn't like as much inspiration you could draw from other than what you're seeing um, is going in vogue or what, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't so like every guy kind of dressed the same and whatever people around you dressed like, you just dressed like because you didn't have your phone, which had TikTok and you know what I mean? All these different pages and sources of fashion, inspiration and information yeah. available. You're a product of your environment, do you know what I mean? So I'm sure you coming from Driffield, you probably dressed like a farmer. Back in them days. You, <laughs> you know? know what? We kind of, I was part of a really weird group of lads. And I'm sure it's kind of similar to you, Regan, uh, like Nathan, Joe, all that kind of lot, where my group, there was kind of like a couple of us who were all into the same stuff. Yeah. So we were very much like ASAP Rocky's like first albums, Travis Scott's like Al Faro, like stuff like that. We used to love all the weird streetwear stuff. It's like Pyrex, Hood by Air, like Bean Trail. So it's that kind of weird streetwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they'd never really be able to get it. So I remember coming to London yeah, to be yeah, able to yeah, hold yeah. a pair of Oswegos in my hand for the first time. Yeah, Shit yeah, like that yeah, was like yeah. mad. Yeah. But I used to just wear like Dickies, like Lumberjack shirts, Iron Maiden tops yeah. and shit like this. But never like Grebo actually. But it was more like when Travis Scott was doing it with the Exodus top yeah, than yeah. the Grebos who just sit and watch fucking Beavers and Butthead all day. But you, you know what it is for me is like, I didn't come to London until 2019. So like imagine I'm seeing all this sick stuff dropping at Dover Street Market mm. and all I'm seeing it through is an iPhone screen. Like I didn't like yeah. London seemed being from Manchester and like from a town on the outskirts of Manchester. Like like London to me seemed so unreachable. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I wasn't even exposed to these type of things really. Plus like I'm transit transitioning through going like a full time employed person in a professional environment where like I'm wearing a suit every day to not even be yeah. able to express myself in fashion. So I'm just like whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel I feel like it all happened a little bit later for me because I wasn't surrounded by the people that I feel like brought out the best in me to be able to express myself or yeah. even feel comfortable enough to express myself because what am I going to turn up to my office on like if there's a non-uniform day in you know what I'm saying no one, no one would even have got it anyway so I feel like yeah. it, was all, it was all inside me but until I put myself in an environment where A people were inspiring me around me or 
be people were even talking about the same stuff that I was interested in. That didn't allow me to bring it out myself properly yet. Because you were saying, obviously, that kind of decided your style and you were saying about, like, you see all these things from London through a screen. But to me, Manchester has such great stores and, like, great independence. But it is more of that menswear scene. So where were you kind of getting this inspiration where the high fashion was the one where you were like, this is sick? It always stems from music. It's like people like ASAP, Kendrick, uh, Mac Miller, Joey Badass. Seeing those type of influences, like even like like uh, Western LA influences, I think that really like got me thinking, right, like look at what these men are wearing. And then it sort of was like, just got me watching shows, looking around fashion week, and then like really just starting to take it in from a different point of view. That's what sort of opened my eyes to, oh, okay, it might be more than what people around you are just wearing. And also like that gives you sort of the confidence to take yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit more. But for me, I think my mindset's always been, I don't care what anyone thinks anyway, I'm always gonna do me. So where was the first place you shopped when you came down to London? Dover Street Market actually. Ah, yeah, yeah sick, yeah, yeah, good yeah. choice. Classic. Yeah. You know, you're taking yourself out of that comfort zone. One, I suppose one of the big things is leaving your agency as a model is quite scary. Yeah, yeah. And Who were you with before? An agency in Manchester that I'm not going to name. <laughs> Basically, I had, I, had a, I had an agency that I was signed to. They'd only ever put me forward for modelling, only ever booked me modelling jobs, yeah. And then, bam, when I, when, I, when I had a platform, they started offering me jobs pretty much at the same rate that I was doing before. That didn't even make sense. And then I went to go and hire a different agent who could represent me for media because I wanted to do more presenting, like different types of commercial work. When I did that, they started saying, oh, look, the contract that you signed means that we manage you exclusively out of the whole world for any work that you do. Yeah. which doesn't even make sense because you'd never put me forward for anything but modelling. So if that were the case, you should have put... I was a young lad. I just signed it because I was buzzing to sign in with an agency. Only at the time when I was potentially worth more than just modelling or I had the potential to work in other capacities than just modelling, that's when they decided to kick in. Plus, in the contract, it said that it had like a tiered system. If you earn over a certain amount, it rolled over to a six-year contract where yeah. legally I would have had to owe them for every job that I'd have done. For so many years. For, for, six, for, for, six, yeah. for six years, mate. Six years. And they never even told me that. So yeah. for anyone watching, please get your contracts looked at. But it's like, like, in the end, it cost me a lot of money to get out of that legally because I, I got out of it because like they'd never even told me to get legal advice and there's no record of that. Yeah. But it was a long, lengthy, boring process. In it. As I had more time and I, I don't know what, I, it, people ask me all the time, like what actually like drove you to, you know, get interested in fashion. But what I do know is that I was sort of doing a thing which was sort of like raising eyebrows to certain brands, I guess. And then I booked a campaign for ASOS. That came out. And I think just my experience, how I was creating content and putting it out. And I think people could see it was just genuinely coming from a place where I'm just enjoying it and really finding myself. I feel like I've really found myself over the, over the past three, four years. And that's just been through natural progression. I think we're going to like pause on what they've offered you because they, they definitely have, I think, been a catalyst in your career. Yeah, for sure, man. But like to give you some shine, when I met you, I think the reason I like got mm. off of you is because I was like, I've seen your content. Being somebody who works behind the scenes in directions and stuff, I'm like, your content's really good. It wasn't just like, you know, you see people, you're like, oh, I really like your stuff. I was like, no, no, I really like it. Yeah, I, I remember like, you saying I like man. the effort you put in yeah. and well, the, the skills. And you're like, no, I do all this myself. And I was like, oh, fuck, amazing. Yeah. But even with the effort you're saying, because you hired a videographer, didn't you? Like yeah, a yeah, filmer yeah. or photographer. Yeah, for certain bits that I work on. Yeah, but yeah. Like, oh, no, even, so now, of like, even now when I go like when I go to fashion week, I take the, a team with me, bro. That's what you said. Yeah. It was in Armani. Yeah. You had... The guy, I wish I remember his name, who was, who was filming you, who came out of us and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, because we were oh, there. No, that was just a local guy from Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we were doing the same job. And me and George were shooting it on like film cameras and that. But then you had this guy following you. You're like, what the fuck? Like, we didn't get that. And you were like, no one got that. I went out and got it myself. Like, I chose to like hit up a yeah. local like videographer yeah. to follow me around. 
And your shoot was sick as well. I'm watching it. Did we get the draft back when we were in the airport on the way yeah, back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got the draft back and fucking hell, yeah, solid. But yeah, I think that's that was the thing is like when you talk about your commitment to it, you can see that through the way you create content. I think people got very lazy. Commit to the fit, commit uh, to the bit. There you go, exactly. But people got very lazy with content. It's like, oh, I'm getting paid a bag to go to, to shoot something. Yeah, yeah, Run yeah. outside the front door, quickly take a photo on your iPhone, send it off to the, the, way, the way that The way that I see it, if I'm being paid to do a job, why would I not do it to the best of my ability? And why would I not create an environment where I can I can bring my idea? Because I've got so many ideas, and like every video or every, everything that I create, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be collaborating with other creatives, but like I, I'm writing out each frame, frame by frame of exactly what I want. And because I'm so meticulous like that. What's the best I... one? Yeah, not the most, the campaign you're most proud of. What, if you like, cool, if someone see how creative I can be within this sphere, yeah. what video are you gonna go, go Ooh, watch Oh, video or, or photo? Whatever. Because I would say I, 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 mo I most, I think I can tell, I, I like to tell a story through photos. I like that, but I'd say I did a campaign John Paul Gaultier in December, and I shot it with Annie Reed. Big up to Annie. She's oh, amazing. big up Annie. We love Annie. And like we oh. really worked together and created something, in my opinion, like so cool. Like we ordered these massive ice blocks that got delivered to the studio. Annie did a thing with the lighting. We basically just like made it look like we was in Iceland in a studio. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's you putting your oh god, make your make your supermarket joke gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's brutal. I was gonna say, has Annie ever shot anything? Uh... So yeah, Annie, uh, the photo for Dan's planning, that's shot by Annie Reid. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah. amazing, amazing. Um, amazing photographer. But like, you're putting your own money into that. So that's what for I mean. For sure, to man. To just say, and like, we'll, we'll make up numbers here, but like, usually if a brand pays content creator, say 10,000 pounds, for example, they can keep all of that money if they want. Yeah. But what people, this is what we did with, when you first started, you'd go and make videos, you know, documentaries and stuff like that. And like you do is you go, well, I'm gonna take a portion of that money, yeah. make better content. Yeah, for sure. And it elevates- Premium. Mate, mate, some, some collabs that I've done, I've not made any money. I've not made, I might've made a little bit, but I've not made a lot of money from it all. Sometimes yeah. some of them are broke even because I know that this is a, like for me, like what's more important is getting a brief where it allows me to be creative. Like I like, I like a really interesting brief that gives me more ideas because the way that I see it is, yeah, I might not make a ton of money from this, but this is a, opportunity for me to showcase what I can do for a brand that's at, a, at such a level that I know is going to benefit me and get and people and get people to think you know what Jordan actually like I like what he does yeah and I, like, to, I like for brands to give me that opportunity for me to do that so if that means that I don't make money off that particular deal I don't care which but. is the best brand for letting you do your own thing it's hard to pinpoint one Bauman were really good yeah JPG you were, were excited really about good. that one yeah it was proper one. buzzing that was yeah that was that was huge I loved that one um JPG were great LV are really cool as well like, yeah. I've got a that there like they, they, so, they enjoy yeah. what I do. What's the best gifting you ever got? Recently, <laughs> I got gifted Montclair, Mercedes, Benz, g -Lay, one of a hundred. G-Wagon? G-Lay, I was in g wagon <laughs> um, Imagine parking a G-Wag outside of here, bro. You're getting pissed on all over the gap. <laughs> I've had like some nice Louis Vuitton bags. Nice. That I've Sick. enjoyed. I've had some- Fine, what do you want? What do I want? Get greedy. Like, Look down that camera lens. <laughs> oh. uh, Lueve, please. Man, yeah. I love everything that they're doing at the moment. Acne Studios as well. I'd love Acne's some great. bits from them. Like Montclair, gift me a lot, which is cool. Off-white gifting they had recently as well. Sick. Give me some new sneakers. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. Seriously, make it stop. Thankfully, there's one company out there that's giving you a much-needed break. It's Mint Mobile. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, 
Go to mintmobile.com slash switch. That's mintmobile.com slash switch. What's cool? Bit of a full circle moment, I imagine, because like, I think that's a brand that's obviously high fashion with credibility there, but also lives in that footballer sphere. Yeah, so yeah. it's probably something you were in flannels or yeah, something, just yeah, looking yeah, at being yeah. like, I might buy this, and now you're like, I might get this. Yeah, man. no, no, it's cool, man. It's cool. What's the weirdest gifting you've got? Got sent a robot once. <laughs> Got set a robot. Paco that was Rank. cool though. Nah, it okay. wasn't Paco, no different brand. Gentle Monster. It was oh, sick. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 it was very cool. What kind of robot? I don't know. I don't know. I've not opened it yet. It's just a bloke in a load of tinfoil and cowboy boxes. <laughs> starving in that box. <laughs> so you fulfilled one sort of goal by working in fashion with these massive like brands. But I suppose another one where you're getting paid to talk about sports for a living. So you're a presenter for BBC Sport as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must be like, when, when you frame it like that, you must be just like, what the fuck am I doing? It's crazy. How did like, that come about? What was the first message? You know, I got, you know, I got this and this is a message I'd love to spread to everyone as well. Like I had a dream to do that. And again, it wasn't something that I thought was even a reach me. I didn't even get invited actually. Sports Personality of the Year Awards four years ago. One of my friends got invited to that. I didn't get invited, but I proper wanted to go. So I rang his manager because I didn't have, a, I, was, this, I was representing myself at the time. I rang his manager. I was like, look, I need to get to that spotty. It was in Glasgow. Sounds like a mint turn up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, anyway, someone he represented couldn't go. So he managed to get me on it. I went, Lewis Capaldi and uh, Amelia Sande performed. I cried. Do you know what I'm saying? No I'm way. listening to all the stories. It was amazing. Got waved after. Got chatting to this guy and um, he was the producer for BBC Sport and like we just got on like well he was from Manny as well. Sick. Exchanged contacts was like nah mate I'm going to get you on the show like I'm going to get get you a, I mean because he knew that I was interested in football. Lo and behold we kept in touch six months later because I know a couple of the United boys I got a feature with Brandon Williams that I set up and put it on BBC Sport and that's how I began Brilliant. my relationship with him but that was that's what I'm saying important messages because like just ask. You're Literally, a fucking I just, hustler Josh. Nah, I, I just, I just <laughs> asked because that's what I wanted to do and like, now, like he he doesn't even work on the show anymore but like I, luckily like I go on I get invited to um, studio shoots I'm just sat on the sofa with Jermaine Genius like oh, this is crazy you know what I'm saying it's mad, yeah. it is mad man but I, it's something that I really really enjoy like it's not everything that I try to do it's not because I'm going to be getting XYZ money for it it's because I'm genuinely obviously there's certain things that I do that I know that I can put my spin on it so I make it work because at the end of the day, I'm a business. I want to have financial gain. But like, for instance, that is not something that pays me lucrative amounts. I just love yeah. to do it, man. I love sport and I, I feel like it's a full circle moment. I did sports business management. I'm working on BBC Sport and I'm talking about football. Yeah. I love football. It doesn't feel like work. Well, from football to football, you also do American football. Yeah, yeah. NFL as well. Have you always been into NFL? Like, how um, the fuck does someone from England get into it? Because is it shown on like a regular yeah. programme or is it... Yeah, this year they did four games in the UK and London. I so. went to go watch the Panthers versus Broncos. Yeah, yeah, nice. I went to go watch that. Atmosphere bought, is unreal, bought the Panthers it? merch, lost. Oh, nice. <laughs> so just to bring it back, because you said like you wanted to say this message to people. I think there's a couple of things. You know, a lot of people who listen to the podcast, hopefully watch the podcast, are able to take away from all the guests we have is like little takeaways of like how to do better in your career. A lot of people want to work in fashion, want to work in the creative industries. It's like, I think what you just said is like connections, like just being nice. That's what everyone says. Like yeah. give everyone, you didn't know this guy was like the guy who was going to basically help you with your presenting career. You just chat, get on. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to sort you out because you're a genuine person. Yeah. I think, you know, not the other thing I've taken away from what you said is like, things don't have to happen super fast. You can take your time to build, build like what you want to achieve. Yeah. And I suppose the last point is invest in your content or whatever you're doing, like treat it like it is that last job. It's the most important job. For sure. Those three sort of like points, and that can be applied to anything. It doesn't need to be content creation. It doesn't have to be stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. It doesn't have to be fashion. It can be literally no, no, football, no, no. whatever you want it. Yeah. I try and use every opportunity that I'm passionate about as an opportunity to show what I can do. But also, just before you start, Danny, 
I think for me, like whenever I've um, whenever I've been in a rush to do something, that's when I've always done something wrong. But yeah. like now, because I know what I'm about and where I want to go, like I already know what I want to achieve. I know what I want to where I want to be in ten years' time. So that means I'm not in a rush day to day. I can enjoy it. I can be present and put my energy into everything that I'm doing. And I also know that this is a stepping stone to getting where I want to be. And I guess like with what you were saying as well, it's how you've approached stuff as well before is not just being like nice, but also being quite direct and knowing what you want. Because if you were just to bump into someone random and they're like, say, works at Sky Sports, if you just kind of beat around the bush a little bit, they kind of take it as a bit like airy-fairy. Whereas if you are direct being like, I'd love to come and do that at some point, then it's very much just like, sick, you know what? He's yeah. got passion and drive. I'll give him a shot. Well, the thing is, people are busy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I could be at home yeah. twiddling my phones, thinking, freaking flipping out, opening my phone. I wish he, I was doing what he's doing. How is the producer or anyone who's hiring going to know I want to do it? Yeah. And know that I'm beating myself up for doing it if they don't even know. So, what am yeah. I going to lose from putting myself out? Like, everywhere I've got, I've got from putting myself out there, and it's not done me badly so far, so I'm going to carry on doing it. Fine. So, I'm going to take your advice here. I'm going to be direct. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are your favorite brands at the moment? I'd say Acne Studios, 100%. Yeah. Loewe, 100%. I say those two specifically. Yeah. Is that what you're wearing the most of as well? Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Speaking of not only wearing brands for day to day, but you walked a show recently. Oh, yeah. I did. So, yeah. Tokyo James, so you're more for that show. How did that come about? I kind of know the guy that owns it, Tokyo, and Johnson was casting. So, Johnson runs Pause. Johnson Yeah, yeah Johnson runs Pause, and he was a casting director for it. For it. So, he's like, oh, would you be interested in, in walking? I said, never really thought about it before. Because even like, I was in New York, yeah, and um, Nathan Curley got asked to. So to, to do runway for a brand, isn't it? He's so tall. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I went to the Great casting with Great blue steel. Him. Yeah, yeah. I went to the casting with him. I thought, I could never do this, me. Anyways, like when Johnson hit me up and was like, would you be interested? I said, no, no. yeah, go on then. Why not? Because like I said, it's something. Tick off the box. Something the to tick list. off the box. Bucket list, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So um, anyways, went to the casting and they, they liked me, innit? So I did it and it was a great experience. Definitely do it again. But yeah, it, I've never I've never set out and thought, I want to be a model. I want to be a runway one. I've never set out to do that because like I said before, I enjoy the aspect of creating and sort of like working on something to create a brief aligned with whatever a, a brand is dropping that's what I feel like my bread and butter what I'm good yeah. at so this was just something that was nice to gain the experience and be in an environment where it's a production because that's what I'm interested in productions were you shitting it when you had to go out nah not even not, like do you even not remember so basically my mate Tommy my mate Tommy was fighting Jake Paul on the on the same day I was more, <laughs> I was more nervous for that. I was more nervous for his fight than I was me walking. Right, okay. Me walking was just like, yo, it's over in 10 seconds. Yeah. My boy's fighting on like the biggest stage ever. I was nervous <laughs> for that, yo. Yeah. And, and, he, and he came through. And he came through. So congratulations. Thank you very much. So from walking on the catwalks as well to watching the catwalks, yeah. you attend a lot of shows. What has been your favorite show to go to? Ooh. Is there being an individual show that stood out or is there a brand that you look forward to watching them show every year? Ooh. And like you're saying, you watch a lot of runway shows yeah, yeah, so even if you're not present are there some runway shows where you're like these always kill it I go to shows from a brand in Milan called Sunny yeah. I yeah, love so. their shows man because the first time that I went they had the models sat sort of like in the audience watching. Yeah. Some yeah. of them were sat like top row and it was the like bleachers. leveled. So they was getting up, climbing in over people. In the nosebleed section. Yeah, yeah. They was climbing up over people onto the catwalk, walking through this revolving door and then their twin was coming yeah. out of the revolving door and coming yeah. up. And this time did the trust fall. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that Sunny one got overshadowed by Gucci. Yeah, and Gucci there was... Did the, model, did, 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 the, the, the twins as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were all in Milan for Montclair as well. That's, that, was a, that was the same year. The, yeah. yeah. The, the one at uh, Duomo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. when there was 3,000 models all dressed in white. Yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> Look like Liverpool Town Centre. Hey. Ooh. Classic. Uh, 
Go on, full Moncler. Um, I find who who's invite for you has been lost in the post. Who are you like? Why have I not got my invite? To Ooh, that? like why, why have I not been sat front row at Rick Owens yet? Yeah, yeah. Dick uh, out at Rick. Ooh, good question. You know, I think Ottolinga shows seem pretty fun. To be fair, you know the brand Ottolinga. That would be I pretty fun. I don't think I've seen the shows, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Another brand. I've never been to a Gucci show. You know, Gucci. Gucci sick. show would be very nice. Yeah, it'd be fun. I think that's one that your parents can kind of associate with as well. Being like, I'm off to a Gucci show. They'd be yeah. like, fucking hell, that's. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congrats. But even um, Mo Lola, I'd love to go Sick. to her show. Yeah. The, yeah. I thought her collection was unreal, the New York Yankees stuff and that. I loved that. I'd love to go to one of her shows. It's quite yeah. funny because obviously Fashion East, which is like, they get mentioned a lot on this podcast. They're like an incubator for a lot of British brands. Like I remember seeing Mo Lola there because she was under that. So it's quite interesting. Was that the PAQ years? Uh, was she first showing? show would have been yeah, yeah. Mo, Mo Lola was supposed to be on PAQ and everything but yeah. I think she's great man yeah so, like, she's smashed it, it but it's quite interesting you get to see some really big designers through Fashionista like four or five years later you're like oh they're huge now um, but it's always good to keep an eye out on that stuff no, 100% sure. I want to ask you guys a question actually like Go what do it. you because I've not asked you as a question yet I feel like I've just been grilled hey, <laughs> hey can we get a section on this podcast where the guests ask the wholesome bits do it yeah there we go Daniel go for it rent your pay. <laughs> Um, now, what, what do you guys think on obviously like, so I shot my first editorial when I was in Paris. Listen to this story. This story is crazy. I know I've been waffling for time, but. That's the point of the podcast. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. This, this, this story is crazy. So um, like I bought some, I told you I'm a fan of acne right now. So I bought some acne stuff just for some stuff to wear at Fashion Week or whatever when I was going to and from shows. And I needed a bow tie to complete my fit. I'd like a little shirt on, wanted a bow tie. Found this one that I wanted from Gucci. Went to the Gucci in Harrods. There was like, we don't have it in stock. I said, I'm going to Milan tomorrow as any shot store in Milan got the bow tie. They said, yeah, this one, bear in mind, like Gucci is Italian, so they've got bare stores in Milan. Yeah. yeah. So on my day off in Milan, I go to into this Gucci store and I walk in, they've got the bow tie and there's this um, Japanese guy sat down with his boyfriend or whatever shopping and I hear him talking. So I was with Jason and Callum, videographer and photographer, just tra traveling or whatever. And he was like, oh, like, love your energy, love your vibe. Like, what do you do? So I was like, da, 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 do this, da, 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 da. He's like, oh, like, literally, I want to shoot you. I, I, have a, I have a magazine, like, pass me his magazine. Like, ah, and I'm thinking, oh, this is cold. Like Japanese, like real Japanese inspired. Like he was like, yeah, I shoot for Vogue. Da, 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 da. Got his number and he was like, yeah, I want to shoot you for the front cover of my magazine in, in Paris. Are you free? I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> so anyways, I, I shot for it and he was like, you know what, John, I've been working um, in the industry for 30 years and I've really seen the change from like fashion shows being filled with photographers, creative directors, like obviously supermodels, high-end celebrities to now it's switching and like there's people who are big on top TikTok who are getting more of a priority and yeah. like people of influence are becoming so valuable to brands that are obviously already at a certain level. Where do you think the line is between someone being cool and deserving to be at a show that's maybe not got as much engagement to someone who's just got millions and millions of views based on being popular in the TikTok world? So I'd say, like, obviously I'll go from the other side is, for me, the idea of fashion shows actually changed as well. When we first started going to them, we'd go to them and then we'd like go to the Reese's where you actually go and you can look at the clothes. I love, I love going it. to Reese's. So that's where basically, instead of the clothes going down a runway, they're sat on hangers and a you buyer can, can go and look at them and see what they want to buy. In reality, there's no reason for any of us to be at a fashion show, right? In reality, it's a marketing tool. And I think that's what they've turned the shows into. You can't just have a show where you have models walking down a runway. There needs to be performance in it. And for me, fashion show is more of a spectacle. It's more of an ad now, which now makes sense for more influencers to be there because if you're making a, a live ad a live advert you want it to be PR as many eyes on it as well you want and yeah exactly so you want Charlie D'Amelio there with her phone out yeah, recording yeah, yeah, yeah. the fact that you know 
the models are walking down the runway with fucking condoms around their arms. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in reality, the spectacle of the show is becoming more than the clothes. Yeah. Like there's so many shows we can talk about. Like, you know, you talk about the Sunday show, right? Both times we talk about what happened there, not the collection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We talk about Moncler. That only one thing. We didn't actually mention that. Yeah, we we yeah, just mentioned no, the amount right. of yeah. models. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think the spectacle is overshadowing the show, shows, so they're using it as a marketing tool rather than a fashion show, but, if that makes sense. Uh, on, on the other hand as well, I think the spectacle can bring more attention to the clothes as well, though. For sure, well, that's, that's the point of it, yeah. Like, I can never pronounce the name of the brand, the Bella Hadid uh, spray on yeah, dress, yeah, Cap, yeah, Cap, yeah, Cap, yeah. whatever. But like, again, the same thing is, there's a whole collection there. They're really known for handbags, yeah? No one's talking about the handbags. So it gives a lot of shine to the brand, yeah. but potentially not as much focus on the individual items of that collection. What was the original question? It was, Just thought how do like, we feel about it being it, like yeah, influence like, around like, things? Do you, think, do you think there's a line between like people who deserve and like cool people to be at a show because of their genuine interest in like in fashion, etc. based on someone getting invited just because of the reach that they've got? Yeah, like I don't like it as much when it's like, obviously you've got like, what do you call it? Is it shot casting? Stunt casting. Where they'd have just like someone really bizarre, like like a child, Amelia, let's say, walking. I get it, don't get me wrong. You get to a show that you really want to go to or like whatever, and you'll see someone sat there where they're just like not bothered, but they have massive audience. I think that's like not a shame, but it's also like... So like Gucci invited all the game, that gaming team yeah. to sit but front row. That's, but that's kind of sick and funny. But I think like, it's like you're saying, when, when influencers have a genuine passion for fashion, I like it because I think it's sweet and I think it's something that you'd never... You never have the opportunity to go there before. But I do think sometimes, like, when they're inviting loads of people for the sake of it, it's just like, you can tell some people aren't too bothered. Sometimes it does take away, because you want the fashion show to be, like, a coming together of people who do appreciate it and, like, love the spectacle. It is, like, a big event. It's the same, like, sometimes when you see, like, influencers invited to events and it's like, come on, man, mingle, have a good time. Don't just turn up, look miserable, take some content and then fuck off. But that's I'm saying. But that's what the show is like, now. I, 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 the, the main thing I love about my job is I have a genuine interest in getting exactly. to people, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, Sometimes you see people just be turning up, taking a picture and getting off. I'm like, you're a parcel for that. Yeah. You're like, what? You're a parcel for that. A like, parcel? Go in to have a good time, meet people yeah. and be in present. Like, so that's how I understand that's it. That's the only shame yeah. that I see from it. But it's interesting because at the end of the day, it's a business, isn't it? So brands have to think, okay, what people do we really want there? What what like, what like content do we want created from like, and what relationships do we want to do? Relationships do we want to keep with photographers, directors, da da da? So, th so this photographer who I shot with, like, he showed me his book. Like, he's been doing it for thirty years. He's literally anyone you can think That's of. That's so And He said, "Look at Jordan. Like, I've seen this transition and change in the industry over the past thirty years. Like, I've seen it. I don't really shoot influencers like that, but like, there's something about you, like your energy and like how you portray yourself, how you carry yourself, like how you are and you're with your dashing friends. Dashing good that looks. I just liked." And that's the reason that I'm doing it. And like stuff like that proper motivates me, you know? Like, yeah. when's that? End of April, 23rd of April, it'll be out. That's my mum's yeah, birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what she's getting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jordan. Ca calendar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of shows. Uh, speaking of Paris. Speaking of Paris, this is a sensitive one. I don't know if you want to chat about it. You posted a TikTok yesterday about your suitcase. Oh, fam. Like half of the bits weren't even mine. That's the worst. Oh shit! Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you obviously didn't allude to what was in there, but yeah, you said yeah. some of these things can't be replaced. Yeah. Do you yeah, mind giving yeah. us like a little I had, inside like, of some archive pieces from Louis Vuitton in there? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jordan's bag got stolen so as bag. it was getting unloaded from, or as it was getting loaded or unloaded from a taxi, yeah, wasn't it? No, like I, like the driver was there. I had like two suitcases and two bags with me. So like drivers come outside, like the, the cases are here. And I just turn around to pick my big case up with the driver and put it in the car. As I've done that, guys walked past and just picked it up and jetted. Do you want to know exactly what was in there? Like, I mean, uh, it's up to you. Well, yeah, there was like Louis Vuitton archive outfit, like two, two pairs of shoes, which were theirs. 
I had my pair of YSL boots in there, my Gucci Adidas loafers in there. Oh, no. Yeah. How much would you say monetary value oh, as mate, well? Just for clickbait. I wouldn't even know how much yeah. to put on it. But I think, like, look. The thousands, bro. Like, 8,000. Like, that's your, mental your, as well. Your outlook, though, is at the end of that, you're like, look, it's my birthday, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, you I'm, handle it I'm fucking well. I, I'd, I'd still be looking for the guy right yeah, now. What am I go, yeah, what am I going to do? What can I do? Yeah. yeah. What can I do? Get what an air tag, like someone said. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I've never been robbed in my life. Quite brave to rob you. And now it's going to be yeah. two times in two days, big well, man. The thing is, he did, I didn't even, like, he didn't converse with me. He didn't touch me. Yeah, yeah. He just slid in, bam. Like, what are you saying? That's someone even passing. I ran, ran after him. I thought I found him, mate. Isn't it? Someone oh. passing, didn't they say, like, oh, I thought it was with you. Like, I yeah, had yeah, no yeah, idea until it's gone. Casually, bam. I thought, fair play. Like, that's what I said in the video, innit? I was like, yeah. good work, to be fair. That's Solid. mental. But yeah, well, anyway, speaking of things getting lost that you can never get back again, I would say if your flat burnt down, but I hope not, because I'm right next to you. Yeah, yours uh, is going too, bro. But <laughs> I'm going to save like, some petrol to pour yeah, down his door. That sounded really menacing. <laughs> <laughs> if you could save one item of clothing from your wardrobe, what would it be and why? I just bought these boots from the way they... Have you seen them? Like, black boots with, like, kind of... Like... I've seen your boot, never shuts. Yeah, them. <laughs> them. Them ones. Nah, good one, good one. Good Thank one. you. These are the boots, anyway. I probably it right now. How did you look like? New, it's actually new, like... Yeah. yeah, new season, last pair in there. So nothing, like, sentimental, like... Probably these sliders. I wear them everywhere. <laughs> these Quite sliders. The Givenchy. Oh, okay. oh, there you go. You. I like that. So Givenchy like slides. over everything. Yeah, yeah. For real. Cock yeah. out, toes out on Mars. <laughs> um. Get lit. <laughs> Look, the thing is... Um, you know, looking forward that's a fit the... pick. <laughs> that's a what? That's a fit pick. That's a dick, that's a dick pick, mate. That's Different. a dick pick. <laughs> looking forward, right, you know, what you've got so many, like, streams in regards to, like, what you're doing. But there's one that we haven't covered. And, you know, you're a, you're an entrepreneur. You're a, you're a property mogul. Yeah. Are you on-site, hard hat? Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. I'm seeing, so, so what is the... Because we've, we've got an Instagram page. Yeah, yeah. Yes. What and a TikTok. It? It's full house restoration, isn't it? I yeah, guess. yeah, for sure. I mean, so I've been talking about doing this like from when I was 20 years old with my brother. My brother's been a builder for 20 years. So like that's always been the long-term plan, but we didn't really know when we was going to get there. So like luckily when I started working, I started saving. And the first property that I bought, like it did, sold, went successful. Like maybe Is this but, one that you documented as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you sold it? Oh, uh, no, I kept it. Refinanced oh, it. Oh, it. So I rent it out now to a family. Yeah. So nice. Like, Jordan's house flips. Yeah. So on Insta, TikTok, that's where to follow it. Yeah, I've just made a TikTok actually because I got so because like obviously like I document everything but don't actually put it out. So I've got other projects that I've not even posted yet, but it's all coming. I'm just like building it, building it up. So what else we got then? If, if there's other content you've got that you've not put out? No. So I've got a bungalow conversion that I'm doing right now. That's gonna Stick be some stairs in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> stairs, two dormers, two double master bedrooms upstairs. Sick. Are you um, actually? You yeah. do like roof confusion. Uh, roof confusion. That's me. <laughs> roof conversion. Yeah. So yeah, it's actually yeah, turned yeah. it from a bungalow. That's Fuck what it up. I said a bungalow conversion. Yeah. Oh shit! I yeah, thought you just so meant like I, renovation. That but... is be funny. So yeah, yeah it was. So like, I try and buy properties that have opportunity to develop and put real value onto it. So like, obviously Manchester's a, like a real up up and coming area. Obviously yeah. you've got the high speed train that's going to be coming soon. So like, there's Ooh. there's like real hotspots in. Is that in... one to go to like London and shit like that, or yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. There's real hotspots in Manchester that are really sought after. You've got like Hazel Grove, you've got Wilmslow, you've got Cheadle Cheadle Hume, etc. Oh yeah. Um, but then you've got other pockets of Manchester that are a little bit cheaper and they're kind of the in-between so let's say if you're a 
you're a family man, but you've got quite a big family, like multi-generational, and you can't, maybe you can't afford two million to buy a house there. I'm trying to create high-end houses in yeah. more affordable areas that yeah. suit the people that have got big family, but have great incomes, doctors, people yeah. like that. So what I'm doing is creating five to six bedroom multi-general home. Um, from a two-bed bungalow, so that's what I'm doing Bloody right now. And that obviously involves like you buy it, you put in planning permission, you have to get building control. Are you putting your own like spin on like the inside? For the, sure, the, man. The yeah. design is. I do you? everything. Yeah, yeah. So have yeah. you not seen? Have you seen any of them? I haven't. Oh, they're sick. Yeah. So that's it. I suppose that's another like thing. Like taste-wise, is like you're getting into that like, interior. Yeah, for sure, man. I think I enjoy it. You, as you get older, I think we've this before as well. Like you, the fashion leads into that like, interior. You're like, oh, I really want this kind of sofa, yeah, yeah, this kind of sure. chair, stuff like that. But now it's something that I, I, I enjoy to do. I really like the contrast between doing what I do and also doing property development. It's something that I'm genuinely interested in. And coming from a business background, anyway, yeah, a super like professional job. I enjoy. Like I have a full team now. I've got like builders that work on site every day across across multiple projects. Yeah, I've got an architect. I've got mortgage advisor, lawyer, like I've got all the people around me that I need to be able to have it sustainable. So yeah. now I'm just like, it's just, I'm enjoying watching the company grow. It makes sense because you didn't man. already have enough on your plate, but. Exactly. And now that you've got that team, it frees you up to do stuff you love. Yeah, like, for sure, man. YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, What's yeah, What's that? Yeah. What's the yeah, YouTube yeah. saying? So, I remember so I came back from the pub. You wanted, <laughs> you wanted to chat about YouTube to me. And I came back from the pub and I was. Pissed out, no. you read. I was pretty battered. Yeah. <laughs> was it like one o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was after Run Club, I think, the first no, one. No, it was, it was. I was thinking was. only this man would go out running and come home pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll blame Mike Key. That's, that's called a pub crawl, not a run. <laughs> yeah. Fun run. What, what's the YouTube channel then? Um, so the Sunday Row Show, so me, Curly and Baxter, my housemate. We're real like Manchester like homeboys. We love our home comforts. We love going out for Sunday roasts. So we thought it'd be nice to create an environment where we can talk to people about fashion, no matter what walk of life or what profession that they're in. So I feel like everyone has, everyone who's interested in fashion doesn't necessarily come from a direct fashion background. Like, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Not even background, but direct fashion link. Like maybe they do X, Y, and Z, but they've got different influences. So we want to bring people into our home, which is the next one yes. and and them to make uh, like a dish of a Sunday roast based on their background. So maybe if they're Jamaican, they put their Jamaican take on a Sunday roast and just have like sort of a round table chat, kind of what like we're having now and just like, feeling really relaxed. Yeah. Have a little bit of a games element to it and just chat to people, man. Because as much as I love to create content, I love to present sports, I love to create property, I also love to chat shit. Isn't it? So I want to do that like... Like every week. And also I feel like it's a... Again, a nice contrast that will be able to show people who I am, not necessarily yeah. how I just create content. Because at the end of the day, I've got personality as well. Well, that's it. I think all of you money lads as well, like obviously quite a lot of people who live online don't really know how to chat to people in person. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you and the money lads, obviously just, I um, think the first time we ever met you, it just felt like we knew you all yeah, yeah, for, for fucking sure. That's why I'm excited as well, because no one online has ever heard Curly open his mouth. And he's really? The funniest guy. Yeah, not really. He doesn't talk on stories. That's he's true. never done he's an interview. Model. He's like a model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that the thing is, he's the one of the, oh, fun- he's one of the funniest guys I've ever met, you know. His sense funny. of humour is so dry that it's so jokes that I can't wait until we're just Maybe chilling just, every week. We just but. square up to each other every time we see each other. I don't know why we do it. In a funny way, <laughs> not, not in a bad way. Because <laughs> I remember when I came out of, it was, yeah, came out of the flat and it was when the guys upstairs were throwing a party. They left these little cute notes under our door saying, hey, we're the neighbours upstairs, we're having a, a party, uh, you're more than welcome to come. And then we came out and you lot had just come back from Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you were yeah. like, I'm shattered, I'm shattered. Like, Curly was there and Nath was fucked and me and Nath upstairs. And then, yeah, Curly was there. We just kind of looked at each other. As soon as I opened my door, we were like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> and then we just burst out laughing in the chat. So what's your plans for the future with fashion? Because that's why we got you on the podcast. We want to know what excites you in fashion and where you see yourself going. You know, what your dream is. You seem somebody who really wants to manifest things. Nah, for sure, so man. So what, what's the dream? I think for me over the past couple of years, it's been really nice to explore different areas of fashion, discover new designers, and really look into the behind the scenes and create relationships with houses where I'm learning sort of what actually goes into it. So I think in the future, I'd like to just build on that. Don't yeah. want to give too much away, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I just want to build on what I'm doing. And also I've got a plan, like There's a, a lot 10 of, year uh... plan, but I'm not in a mad rush to do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm definitely going to be involved in fashion for a long time. There's a lot, sure. of, lot of building puns here. He said building, he said uh, making plans with houses. It's a lot of uh, a lot of your house renovation uh, puns coming in here. <laughs> oh man, can't get away from it. House flips. <laughs> Speaking of like online trends and that, are there any you want to see die? Are there any trends right now where you're a bit like, oh, you know what? I'm sick of this and I can't wait for this to move on. I don't want to, do you know what I mean? I don't want to say too much, but there's a lot that I see. Like the thing is once, like for instance, when ASAP wore a skirt, it was cool. Like I've worn, I've worn a skirt twice in my life. One yeah. was a, one's a, a Gucci Palace collaboration, which was just cold. And another time was when I was in a Ibiza because I just liked the fit. But I feel like now because it's been seen as like cool for, for a man to wear a skirt, now everyone's just absolutely rinsing it and wearing it at every opportunity. But for me, it was never like that. So yeah. I think that's just an example. I agree. With what about that. you? I don't know. For me, cargoes as well, man. I'm sick of wearing cargoes. I'm sick, sick of seeing cargoes. Sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Everywhere. I feel like it's the start. Like cargoes is the new starter pack for dressing. Yeah. A bit different. I think for me, it's the Y2K. Uh, yeah. I, I just never, I never got it first time round probably because I was pretty much still in nappies. Don't blame me, I was only 19. Um, but I think, yeah, the Y2K kind of style this time around. I always had this really weird thing when I was younger where the, the era still felt icky for some reason. And now that I see it again, I'm just a bit like, oh, I hate yeah, When I see of. a brief that says Y2K on it, I'd nearly be sick, bro. Mm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Y2K, I think. I think it's kind of on its way out now anyway, but we'll see now that it's coming into summer again. But yeah, I think Y2K is not my favorite. Finally, before I head to the bonus, section as well how do you find new brands because obviously i myself i'm a bit shit with tiktok i actually don't really use it often but is tiktok good for finding new brands or are you finding it through uh just like articles or online yeah, like where do you brands. find new brands not not the loewe's not louis Vuitton. yeah 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 instagram mainly i wouldn't really say tiktok i feel like tiktok's way more commercial because the things that blow up on tiktok are what more people thinking yeah it, it's more algorithmic what, 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 i like than... to wear stuff that maybe not not everyone knows about so like, like what give us a shout out so shout out to brands that like smaller this, I mean, in the future, who, yeah, who's yeah, gonna blow yeah, up? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, tough one. I really love what Plintz is doing in Manny. Yeah. Mm. Love them guys, man. Um, shout out to Junior. What else, man? It's hard, you put me on the spot I now, know. bro. Just before we start running, it's like, think yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you put me on the spot, bro. I don't know, I'd have to think. Fo follow, have to you, follow you on Instagram, that's how you find them, yeah? There we go, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, what, yeah. what do you think's the next brand to blow up, even if you don't wear it? My brand. Oh, are you releasing a brand? Maybe, oh. who knows, man. There you go. We're getting all, all the, the uh, yeah, all fun, the insider fun, information. Fun. And the one thing I will say, actually, can you try and get Jordan Hems with an O in it, please? Because it's really fucking hard to find you when I'm trying to find <laughs> oh, you. Spam. I might try, but the thing is, I've not come too far now. No, so I've got a meeting with Instagram next week. To be fair, so I oh, can't you know what? Them, I think I think people, especially when they're spelling your name, they definitely always go J O backspace J X. Like I think, think they, yeah, yeah. I think always, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone knows you as Juxton. Like I think it is. And while you're there. Just ask them for Jordan, just normally for me. I know, innit? Cheers, mate. <laughs> There's no other brands that need that one. <laughs> cool. So, Danny, for our final question. For our final question, I feel like I've talked too much. I, feel, I think you should ask the last question because I always, I always butcher it. Um, okay. 
Look, we're moving into like a digital world. If yeah. you could like represent yourself with one outfit for the rest of time, doesn't about money. Don't worry about that. Yeah, just like one outfit. Don't about like condition or anything like that. If it's You're rare, gonna be immortalizing one outfit. What is that oh, outfit gonna be? Probably an all black fit. You know. Yeah. It's just something all black. Not all pink. No, no, not all pink. Not Talk black. us through what it consists of. What's on the feet? I feel like let's start there. So, well, safe place I to actually start. got some uh, Margiela tabbies for my I, birthday yesterday. I thought this is where we we're gonna go. Yeah, all black. Go so all black. I still all, all want black tabbies. tabbies. Some nicely fitted trousers. Probably a little tank top. What about Acne Studios, nice trousers we'll go yeah, with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Acne Studios. And I just got an Acne Studios trench, which is honestly unreal. I posted it the other day. Did you see it? From, 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 from spring, spring, summer 23. It's like a long trench. Shit. unreal. Yeah. Probably that and a little shirt underneath it, I reckon. Nice. Any headwear? No. No. Get my locks out. Get Stunning. the locks out. Stunning. Wait, which tab has you got the boots? No, like the flat shoes. Oh, sick. Not, not, like the, that noise? Is it, is not, it like the Oxfords? Not like, kind of, yeah. Not, not the patent shiny leather, like the classics, bro. Sick, yeah. They're, yeah. they're so criminally underrated. Yeah. So that's it for this part of the podcast. Before we let you travel two steps back to your house, <laughs> we're going to take over to Patreon for some bonus content, <laughs> some questions from the audience, and to find out where to stalk you, seeing as Danny's already given out your address. Uh, <laughs> don't yeah, think we need to do that. Neck, <laughs> Moving gaff after this, <laughs> isn't it? Um, but yeah, so for the main podcast, Jordan. Yep. Thank you, mate. Thank you very really much, appreciate guys. It. Yeah, thank you very much, Jordan. Oh, sorry, this is very sweaty. I've been oh, holding on to the... <laughs> I'm not, even sh- I'm not even shaking yours after that. <laughs> thank you, I appreciate I've been that. I holding appreciate the that. mic Christ. this whole time in this hand. Right. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening as well. If you want to see this on video and hear our bonus episode and plenty more content as well, head over to our Patreon for $4.99 a month or $12.99 a month. Very quickly, last week's guest, Heckles, gave away free candles and stuff. So Jordan's going to be giving away a free house if you sign up to Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, sign up to our Patreon. We've finally got it on the, uh, on the up. So yeah, it supports us a lot. Big content coming soon. Thank you very much. Lots of love. On the up.